Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast. My name is Ryan. And I, for one, love cats. And with us today, we have uh, who will probably be a returning normal guest. This is Jert of Space Penguin, Inc., the man who needs no introduction. How are you doing today, The Jert? legendary. Hi. I'm yeah. good. I like cat. I like I like cats too. But <laughs> see, this is this is not cat chats. This is cat chats, by the way. This is not cat chats <laughs> on the weekly scroll. Not cat chats. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. This is not cat chats on the weekly scroll. Yes. Um. But yeah, Jert, Jert Crater. For those that don't know, how fucking dare you? Uh, pick up any indie book, and you'll probably see his name in there. Um. How's it going? How's life? How is not cats. Yeah. Wow. The company is named after cats for those watching at home. Uh, <laughs> we now know. Um, things are things are going pretty well. Uh, just today, just took receipt of 1,000 copies of Forbidden Psalm in time softcover for the, the U.S. Uh, and the, those backers who we're shipping out to from our end. Um and, nice. and other two other new releases we could talk about in just a second. Um, and seas of, I've got seas of sand. I've got some Cairn news. Um, as we talked about shortly before we went live, uh, I'm also discovering the joy again. It's an annual gift of uh, small business taxes. Yay. Um, and um, yeah, mostly uh, Debbie and I are just uh, super busy. Um, we were on a short trip uh, and got to visit some friends um, in the industry and not in the industry. Um, yeah, ate a lot, a lot of food back home uh, in Casey Mo area. And um, no barbecue, though. It was weird. No barbecue this time. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's all right. It's all right. Got to go through the new uh, Kansas City Airport, which was kind of uh, kind of odd and weird because the old one's still there, and I so severely hope they leave the old one there and just let it get all desiccated so it's like a dead mall at some point. Um, yeah. Other than that, we've just been um, hopping and bopping, waking up early every single day, and getting shit done. Well, that sounds like uh, some adventuring. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm made, excited to get... Made... No, what's up? I, I thought you were, you were being quiet. I thought we made you mad with the cat chat. <laughs> oh, no, listen. <laughs> he's giving me enough stuff about the cat. It's not a big deal. It's a fucking meme at this point. It's, it's whatever. Um, no, but, uh, but yeah, the adventuring sounds fantastic. I'm excited to get Forbidden Psalms when it comes out. You said we have... We have some new, some new. Yeah, we have two other new. new. new well, here, let's. This is the Forbidden Psalm End Times soft cover. Uh, I really like what Will did with the spine on this, and what we did on Collection of Death. And I think going forward, we have discussed doing that with um, all of with the new um, with the new bigger books. Zines obviously are still going to be saddle stitched, but anything that's perfect bound or hardcover. Uh, we're talking about doing this just it just it looks neat and of course it makes the printers be like you know that your art is going over the bleed and we just we love it uh printers hate us so yeah <laughs> printer what is it fish love me men fear me and printers hate us or something like that i don't know you're talking about something, something like memes. that yeah 
Um, but it's uh, it's fairly chunky. Uh, it's got a nice, good, resilient uh, cover, and everything on the inside looks super cool and nice. great. Um, we will uh, rework all of the margins, uh, all of the gutters, so we're not losing anything at all. Uh, you always run into that problem with some soft covers, but yeah, everything got um, tweaked out. Um, just overall, uh, for a book that was essentially built over the last two and a half, three years, like this thing feels like the end times edition, like the definitive edition going forward. And uh, yeah, just kind of a, as a template of how we're going to do all of the other books and stuff. Um, Last War, uh, I know some folks have know um, that we there's uh, a box coming with in uh, a deal with War Games Atlantic, uh, featuring some of their uh, miniatures. Yeah, that's what, if you're on the Forbidden Psalm Discord, there's that's where the latest breaking news is at. Um, but yeah, working with Charlie and the gang at WGA, and um, yeah, Last War has been re-edited and retreated and that's going to be coming in a box set with some sprues um and some possible tokens and stuff i don't know that's not we're not handling that end of things as far as we handled the book getting to them um but that's looking like that's going to come out sometime in the next couple of months um there was a mold situation and not mold as in like the fungus but the mold as in the mold that they make the sprues off of and stuff uh i know i have to say that because when i saw there was a mold delay and i was like wait a minute mold and printing oh no 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 okay it's in <laughs> making making miniatures um so that's cool um we've already seen some pictures of the boxes i shared those in our newsletter for those aren't signed up spacepenguin.inc um what else? Um, two other FP-related new releases. Uh, monthly issue number two, Forbidden Love, and, and issue number three, Beware the Ides of March. These both just went on sale like 18 minutes ago, so I'm expecting my phone to start blowing up with the Shopify noise here anytime. Um, there's uh, I'll just say this. There's a donkey in this one, and there's chariots in this one. And if you combine the two, you can have donkeys and chariots. I mean, you can have horses with the chariots and stuff like that, or goats. No, donkey is definitely way better. That sounds like way better, for sure. Just, it's going to be the slowest moving chariot <laughs> known to humans. Um, so, yeah. So that's um, that's FP news. Uh, we're waiting on some physical samples of the tokens and the maps from end times. And as soon as those are approved, those will be kicked over. So those will be arriving here in the next few weeks. Um, over in Wales, on uh, Will's side of things, the hardcovers and the soft covers and the warband book and everything else has landed. So yeah, it's just a lot of it's a lot of that time um, after. Uh, crowdfund or after you know after a campaign when every you're just kind of waiting around on everything else to land so that's pretty cool um speaking of stuff that has landed um seas of sand by sam Sorensen, sentence like i said in the newsletter this week uh has arrived and these are these are also gorgeous like beautiful 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 setting um these are all getting packed up. Uh, Divi's working on those right now. Those should be going out uh, in the post. 
starting next week. Um, the joy of figuring out how to make your backer kit interface with your ship station, with your pirate ship, with your everything. Um, behind the scenes, it's a lot of chicken wire and super glue. It really is. Um, but we're learning a lot of stuff and doing a lot of repeatable processes. So a lot of stuff is starting to happen a lot quicker. Nice. So, um, and then um, Karen News, that contract, we're hammering that out um, right now. Um, contract negotiations. Uh, it's just a lot of back and forth and getting stuff laid in, um, getting some quotes for that. The sign up is ready up for that. Look at Karen RPG 2E on Kickstarter, and everybody can sign up. But this is a um, sample copy uh, that Yochai had done uh, for. Mm packs back in december so it's missing it's missing uh, a bunch of amanda lee frank art but there's it's just overall it's starting to feel good it's starting to look good um we got a couple of small surprises with the the crowdfund for that one it's going to be pretty straightforward to be honest with you like we're trying to keep it at a price point that we feel is good that packs in a lot of what <clears throat> makes the box set unnecessary box set we're issuing extraneous material stuff like dice we're, we're skipping dice on this one um i know it's kind of weird but it's also at the same time it gives us a chance to later if we want to do dice for karen or something like that or if yochai wants to do them like it's that's just something else we just feel like it it just i don't know it makes it makes for a more streamlined box and these days with the advent of being able to use um, a dice roller inside uh, Discord or Roll20 or Foundry or anything that you're using to run, shoot, you can have five or ten different ones on your phone at any given time. I know I do still, you know, so. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, it's just one of those, it, it takes up space in, in the box and we want to pack it with more books in that box. And then we do want to leave a little bit of space for you to put future zines and books and stuff like that that come out for the Karen line in there. Okay, I'm going to bring yeah. it for a second. <laughs> got, that, got that beautiful Bruno Baseco cover on that, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know, we have been like along for the ride through like the the birth and current life of SPI. Because mm -hmm. uh, you came on the show, was like uh, several weeks before it launched, the first time you ever came on the show? Yeah, indeed. And so, you know, I know that you said that you were really like putting your head down for the first like couple years of this, like we're that was about it was how long ago was that? Was that about a year ago? Less than um, we are approaching. So it was probably about a year, a little bit more uh, ago that we were getting ready to like the doors were getting ready to open. Then there was like a three month delay. Uh, some behind the scenes stuff happened. We so we actually opened started selling product in July of 2023. So. Mm. And how but, do you feel like now that you're, I mean, not quite a year, we have a few months in, but like, how, how are you feeling with like your benchmarks of where you wanted to be? Um, we are, well, uh, <laughs> um, plus, plus and minus a lot of stuff. Um, originally, you know, the plan was just like avoiding 
crowd funds as much as possible. Right. And then um, through, I blame Will Raman. He tricked me into it uh, <laughs> with end times, um, mostly because it worked out with that situation. Um, so I amend all my previous statements with um, don't do a crowdfund unless your stuff is ready to go. So, I mean, that's one of the kicks with, with Karen is like the reason that it's been delayed and that it's taking its time to get to the stage of launch is we're giving Yohai and Derek and Adam time to get the books done and, and Amanda and Bruno and everyone else to get the things illustrated because we are consumers ourselves. I mean, you can like, I got a bunch of stuff here. Like, yeah, a lot of it I work on, but I do buy a bunch of stuff because I like stuff. And right. um, one of the, one of the worst things is just, is the weight. And, you know, like I've been on many, 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 many projects and have worked in other spots. And one of the things that we just want to avoid doing is making people wait any longer than is strictly necessary. And in a perfect world, the active creation would be funded somewhat and it would, it would be, it would just be less stressful to get up every day and work as an editor or work as a writer or work as an artist and whatnot. So it's a balance um, and all those things. Um, so I'm taking a big lesson um, from my friend, Jared at Spearwitch. Don't use Kickstarter for cash, use it for capital. So what we're going to be doing is sure. We're going to hit some numbers with Karen. We, we know it's an exciting it's a big box. People have been anticipating it for so long. But one of the big things that we want to do is we want to make sure that it goes to print. And then when we print it, that we print enough copies so that we don't have to go back to Kickstarter to do another another print run of that. Um, we just we just want to avoid having to do it because it takes running a crowdfund campaign just takes so much out of you. It's there's just physical, mental, emotional upheaval every single step of the way as you're going through it. It's, I mean, you've got the basic number go up and then what if number doesn't go up, but behind the scenes, all of that, just all of the logistics and stuff of landing multiple products in multiple continents, you know, at, at distributions full slash fulfillment centers and everything else like that. I tell you guys, I just want to do it once. I don't even want to do it once, to be honest with you. I just wanna, <laughs> uh, wish there was just enough money that we, it was just like, we print the thing and we go. Um, it is, it is the nature of capital and the nature of consumerism and whatnot that, this is an option here, so we're going to use it, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to do it for the same thing more than once. I feel like if we don't put forward some more of that money into printing a bunch of extra copies that we can then use the profits from that to print more copies, et cetera, you know, it's like the old anti-drug commercial. I do more cocaine so I can work more hours so I can make more money. So I so you can, can do more cocaine, more cocaine right? <laughs> Except to hey, listen, if it works, it works, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> so we've, so it's... we've replaced, we've replaced cocaine with role-playing games. There you go. Oh. So, so the, the, the post pandemic crowdfunding scene 
is different too. So I've 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 I back a lot of projects. Um, it's because I like to support indie creators. Not only am I uh, enthusiast, um, but also a collector. You know, like if I if I find someone whose stuff I like and who I like, you know, I'll try to snatch it all up. Um, you know, because I like to support uh, the people who, you know, give me the dopamine that I so crave. Um, but it, it's an interesting shift that I've noticed pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, and I think that this. Especially, you know, we've talked about this last time you were on about not having a bunch of bits and bobs and bullshit in the Kickstarter stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. notice fewer campaigns having dice and tokens and stickers and all this other stuff. I think logistically, not only does it increase the cost of the final distribution, but I can only imagine it increases like the dearing project like thing like not only is it cost more to make those things but those things have to be shipped somewhere so that they can all be put in a box and you know when kickstarter is also already such a massive headache when you have to not only just like have like here's a zine here's a pdf like i really just have to send you the zine but you have to get 50 pieces together in a box i mean the logistics behind all of that, the increased costs, then as costs increase every month, every year and year and year, you have a lot of projects that are looking back, you know, two years ago, they collected shipping, but something got delayed and now they realize they haven't raised enough money for shipping because shipping has gone up in two years. So it, it's such a good idea. Um, and as a backer who's backed a lot of projects, I have enough fucking dice. Like I have all of those things. Like I really just want the product when I'm excited to... Or I want I want the the game or the adventure or whatever while I'm excited for the game or the adventure you know not three years later so if it, anything that would get the thing to people sooner than having to wait I, I is such a blessing when you can actually get it as opposed to like you said like I don't want to wait six months so you can like get a dice mold made like I just really I just don't so um, it's really nice to hear that and obviously Karen is going to be huge. Um, it's already currently huge and a two E with Yohai. And I know, I know that they're also working on beyond the pale right now. Um, but, uh, really excited for Ken to come out and excited to hear that all the ducks are in a row before this thing. That's obviously going to blow up, you know, has the button pressed on it. We hope, we hope so. Um, like a lot of my mornings are a lot of my mornings are getting up pretty early to get, work with printing partners and, find out stuff um and just i know that on the creation side um because this is like slightly different for us usually i'm involved in the creation side and in some way shape or form in like developmental editing or editing or coaching or just in something in this case you know yohai and adam and derek have been doing you know the the writing and the design and the editing of all that and then constantly play testing and all the artists and everything like it's been nice to be able to just focus on to not have to wear every single hat or to not have to wear multiple hats um because my first love is and always will be editing like it, i just i edited it did a read through of uh Jordy's um, Salam issue one, the spike of Dosku this morning. Like I, I'm super excited. I just gave a full on like proofread. Like I love for fun. Yes, I got up this morning and 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 read and read and made notes for two hours on a PDF of a zine. Um, but it's nice to be able to just focus on doing the 
doing the logistics and landing and learning. Like that's my biggest thing is uh, previously in a, like a lot of jobs and a lot of life and just existence, whatever, overall, everything. Um, I've, I've moved on from situations because I'm not learning. This is something we talked about Hunter before we came on. You're, when you're not improving a skill or you're learning something new, it just, it becomes, it becomes kind of a drag. And I can tell you this, um, shifting from the freelance from behind the scenes from working for other people to working for myself uh or, or for ourselves whatever um it has been uh, an eye-opener just learning all kinds of new stuff every single day um and just repeating to myself do the hard stuff do the hard stuff do the hard stuff um because I, I i like the easy stuff and not that editing is in particular easy but it is something i have more practice at so international logistics is, you know, is a new one. Like it's it's a it's a new one in the depths that I'm going to now, you know, working with getting fulfillment set up for Australia, New Zealand for Cairn, you know, and stuff like that. And talking with uh Madigo about getting the UK pledges and the EU pledges sent from France and stuff like that. Like it's all like it's a big, massive ball of like, what the fuck is all this shit? and then figuring out how it all works together. So, and then building repeatable processes, repeatable processes. Repeatable that is a very processes. important step, uh, being able to like replicate and, you know, uh, expand. Um, also, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, Jared Crater, international man of mystery. So, you, you know. Not, I'm not really that mysterious. I'm, I got, <laughs> I'm just going to great, I'm just going to great. Um, but no, uh, I really, I really do am, am enjoying getting everything done, like in, in learning how to do this, like, because eventually I want to take what I've learned and refine our process. And then, you know, someday make, they make that guide. I think I've talked to it to about it on this show before I've talked to it on other, on other shows, Back when I used to co-own a record label, there was a book called Book Your Own Fucking Life and a website called bookyourownfuckinglife.org. And like it was it was it was around the dawn of social media, you know, MySpace and the early days and stuff like that and Facebook. But when it was still difficult to book a tour and things like that on your own as an independent band. And that book really, really, really came in handy. And I, I kind of want to, at some point, someday, help curate a book that has all of what we do and and all of, you know, like a, a, a for dummies book, essentially. Because I'll tell you what, I picked up Small Business for Dummies, and there was about 25% of that book that I could use because this is just it, all small business is just going to be different. So mm -hmm. maybe it won't be a book. Maybe it'll be a living document, a, a, a wiki, so to speak, but we'll see. Um, that's on in the future. I think before I get to the point of teaching, yeah, I want to figure out if I know what the hell I'm doing first. So work in progress. There we all. Just got to take on a pupil in practice, you know what I mean? Just let them fuck up and you can be like, ah, right. shouldn't have told them that, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so not only are you doing um, 
like Karen coming out, obviously Forbidden Psalms would have been the monthlies through that. But a, a big part of, of Space Penguin Link 2 is, is distribution because I, again, I'm back too many Kickstarters. Um, and I feel like half of them now I get to the bottom and I look at like, oh, distributed by Space Penguin Inc. Um, mm-hmm. You're, you guys are just snatching up all the stuff and really being kind of like the go-to for for distribution, or is that what you're trying to be, or what's the goal with that? Well, kind it's of for it's, it's for fulfillment. Company? It's for fulfillment. So there's a little bit of difference between fulfillment and distribution. Fulfillment is order fulfillment. So you know, helping uh, doing our Kickstarter fulfillment and fulfilling our orders. And we, you know, we got Meat Castle as a store. Uh, I'm working with 4020 guys stations. Um, you know, working on getting their store. Um, I met up with Marco while we were back home and working on just oh, Marco. If you're listening, I'm just, I'm saying in public, I'm going to make you make your own Shopify store or e-commerce store at some point. Um, so that's, so that's order fulfillment. Distribution is more, um, we have a distribution partner in ACD who, we are listed in their catalog, Meeple Monthly, which funny story about Meeple Monthly, this issue's, this month was supposed to be the first issue where in the back it says Space Penguin Inc. And it has all their stuff in it. And we got home from our trip and the cover made it, but the innards didn't make it, you know, because it's a sta- it's a staple bound catalog. The cover made it, the insides didn't. So we don't now don't know. Um, we're hoping that maybe an extra copy will appear. I can always just message someone there. But um so yeah, distribution is where we sell to a distributor and then the distributor takes care of getting all of that out to, you know, thousands of brick and mortar stores and stuff like that. But yeah, we're, um, that's something that, um, when it comes to order fulfillment for, uh, online stores or e-commerce situations, we already have it. I mean, like I'm sitting here in front of the in front of the desk and then I've got the little printer over here and it's, it's, rather simple for us to get into someone's back end if if they've uh, if they've added us to it on shopify specifically and you know have all of the material here order comes in we print the shipping label we pack it up but debbie packs it up i don't pack it i'm not allowed to debbie packs it up and then it hits the mail right um but and we're starting to offer that and we're offering that like we're working with Sam with Seas of Sand. Um, we're working with um, Besad at, uh, down in Yongardi, um for that. Um, we've got Shadow Over Gloomshire. We've working with Stuart. We're working with, I mean, we're just, yeah, we're working with uh, quite a few folks. We're handling a bunch of stuff for Marco's uh, Spicy Tuna RPGs outsourced and some other stuff. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a lot of uh, just a couple things mailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. but it's pretty it's pretty easy for us to not easy, but it, it's pretty steady for us to control. As in, a lot of like the Kickstarter that we did for for Ben Psalm End Times was it's going to be I think a, it's it was almost evenly split between the backers that we're shipping out here and the, the backers that Will's going to be shipping out from the UK. Um, Karen's going to be a lot bigger. Obviously, there's just going to, I feel, I feel like it's going to be a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the real one where Debbie gets to see if she really wants to just do it all the time because it's going to be hopefully thousands, fingers crossed, of orders. Yeah. Um, 
Um, and obviously we'll be engaging with uh, overseas fulfillment partners to handle, you know, the rest of the world, EU, UK, whatever. Um, but it's it's a relatively straightforward process for us to be able to do. And we can move stuff in and we can move stuff out. Um, it's also cool because if I really ever want to build a box for it, I have so many different boxes of books that I can. I mean, do you guys build box forts, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. regularly. Yeah. Okay. Adjust me. I get. One. I get. I get way one, right? too many boxes in my house on a regular fucking basis yeah. where it's falling down. Um, so talking, continuing about fulfillment, do, how does that generally work? Like, obviously a space penguin gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You're going to have people banging down your doors, but is it a lot of people reaching out? Is it you reaching out a little bit of both? Like if someone's like, Hey, I really would like someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. Do they just like, you know, what, what do they do? And, and what do you do in the vice versa? Sure. Um, a lot of the ones that we're working on um, are folks who are overseas from us, so our EU, UK, Finland, Australia, and whatnot, where it's cost prohibitive for them to. Well, it's not cost prohibitive, but it just it costs more for them to ship out from their home country. Whereas with the advent of easier to print from places like Mixam. Uh, Printing Center USA, stuff like that, where you can print on multiple continents and get damn near the same product it just makes sense for creators to print and sell here or we're printing ship to us and then we ship that out so we were so working with a lot of folks um and like i said not in the u.s um and then with seas of sand like I've, I've worked for years off and on with sam editing other stuff and then when i was uh, at exalted funeral i you know we published his um the big wet there uh which i don't by all by if y'all don't know the big wet the big wet i'm sure you do know the big wet it's good it's it's mothership but it's water world but it's also like the deluge plus i don't know noah's ark and stuff like that but without the weird creationism stuff you know um <clears throat> yeah it's a it's a fun it's a fun it's a fun cool um module anyway um so yeah like i said primarily working with folks overseas um some people have reached out to us some people have seen me reach out um on uh in certain spaces some people i have reached out to a couple of the people and just been like hey i know that you're probably going to print that at mixam what would you think about printing it for uh, you know at mixam us shipping to us you know landing it here with us we have the the whole process of the we know which mailers to use we know with the bubble wrap we know down to the down to the penny like how much the bubble wrap and the tape costs and stuff like that so we can offer a really inexpensive rate uh you know it's it's a couple bucks for like most zine kickstarters it's pretty straightforward um and then larger stuff that has like more skews obviously we'll negotiate we'll talk you know it might be three bucks or it might be four bucks if you've got big old stuff you know some stuff like the greenhorns there's going to be posters for that so those those posters are going to be rolled up in tubes those are a separate right and nice. no, i know marco tubes. is very marco marco is very insistent with tubes and debbie agrees and i'm i'm 100 down but um that's going to be a separate mailing so that, you know, the posters will come in tubes and, you know, again, like, uh, it's just, 
I don't know. I, I, we just really like what we do, I think is what it is. So that's why it seems like it's easy or it's, and I know it's not easy, but it just seems it, it's just fun. I, I, I enjoy this work that I do. I enjoy, uh, you know, even though sometimes days are 16 and 18 hours long and sometimes you work seven days a week, like we were on a trip and I still worked for at least two or three hours every day. Um, it's still way more rewarding than any restaurant job I ever had. And I had a lot of restaurant jobs and I had some <laughs> really good restaurant jobs that were really cool. And I made a lot of money and I had a lot of freedom and different stuff, you know, but this is just, this is just way more fun. So, I mean, mm -hmm. cause I get, I get cool shit like this all the time, you know, like, whereas, you know, at a restaurant, what do I get? I get a quesadilla or something, you know. Although quesadillas sound pretty good for lunch. There's that, <laughs> AD, there's that ADHD kicking in. <laughs> the first time on the show today. So do you think, I mean, speaking of to like having such long days, like are you, I mean, the thing is it's, it's fine because you're really only like seven-ish months in, but like there's just already so much going on. But like is there any plan to like expand like your staff? beyond just like your crew that you have now yeah so right now uh it's i'm on the front end of you know editing and logistics and creation and a lot of, you know the numbers and the math and whatnot and then debbie's on the back end with obviously oversight of everything i do um right so like you can't be left here on devices so. exactly um <laughs> and then she handles all of the of the packing and the shipping and stuff like that like and and then we have Die Sugars, who handles our marketing and ad creations. Um, and then we have, we have, I mean, we have coaches, um, you know, Adam Miscavige, like, coaches me with uh, how to run SEO and stuff like that. Adam's like, plug for Adam, he's working on his own marketing company. Uh, and I'll, I'll get him to get on your show at some point, too, unless you guys might know Adam. But anyway, if not, I'll go. Um <clears throat> Because he's got a lot of skills that he's learned from his other jobs that he wants to share with folks, you know, like mm -hmm. how to how to do a better marketing. Like it's a, it's a necessary evil. Um, so that's kind of where we're at, like staffing wise now. And then we all, of course, have a shit ton of freelancers, you know, folks mm -hmm. that we work with, folks are working on projects with and other folks and stuff like that. But um, for the for the current time right now, we're we're keeping it pretty tight. <clears throat> and part of the way that we can keep it pretty tight is we have learned to say no. Uh, it's hard. I don't ever want to say no. I don't ever want to say no. I want to do all the projects. But at the end of the day, I can't do all the projects and I can't be strung out and worn out and dead and burnt out because I keep saying yes. So it's just being open and honest communications with partners and stuff like that as you're as you're working through stuff and just straight up saying, cool, I really like your idea. We can't actually act on this for x amount of time or until x date i just you know it's it's really hard to say no it's hard to retroactively say no but it's one of the things you just have to you just have to set the boundaries or you just find yourself you just you'll grind yourself down you know the bastards mm -hmm. won't do it for you they'll you'll just grind yourself completely out of any sort of enjoyment of the thing and that's the kick like you just really want to I really want to keep enjoying what I do. You know, I really want to be able yeah. to say out loud, 
awesome. Today was great. You know, something like that. I mean, that's important. I mean, especially when you like, it's always important to do the thing that you love to do. And, but it's especially important when it's also the thing that like pays your bills, you know, like it's, it's 16 to 18 hour days for a thing that you hate is, is it going to do exactly what you're saying is just going to grind you into pieces almost instantly. I mean, that's literally the world we live in and the reason a lot of people are the way they are right now. Um, but being able to do something creative, as like you said, that like you enjoy makes those 16 to 18 hours, seven days a week days, I assume tolerable, if not always enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. but also having that vision of, of progression and moving forward with it as well. Yeah. And we're moving to, we're working on some board games. I've been working on uh, a board game of my own creation kill, called Kill the Wizard for, uh, it'll be, I'm calling its birthday Gary Khan, uh, because I took the, I started talking about it at Gary Khan 2022 with Andrew Bellery and, uh, really wanting to like fire it up and kick it off you know and at that point i'd had most of a most of a draft <clears throat> and then we really laid into it over the course of the next year and then last year at gary con i took a, a, a early 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 prototype uh it was hideous it was ugly it did not look good the cards were it, whatever it was it was jank um but I took it there and I discussed it with Andrew uh, and Justin Sirois and a few other people and Doug and a bunch of other, you know, folks and we, Tom, and we, we just kind of beat it up and it was not in a playable state. Last year, Andrew came up or, you know, came down and stayed and we uh, spent three days really intense and David Hoskins joined us and uh, between the two of them and Debbie and I, we really, really, we, we broke the game and we fixed the game. And then it's now several months on from that. And I have, yay, I have finished the draft of the rules, the drafters rules. Uh, Luke Gearing is looking at it right now. I'm waiting anxiously for him to tell me how awful it is. Uh, Cause I know Luke likes to play a lot of board games, similar to the kind of board games that I play. Also, it's funny to switch writer and editor roles with him. We've not really done that before, but uh, <clears throat> it's kind of neat. Um, I have, you know, big steps with that. I have ordered a physical prototype from the Game Crafter. Uh, I was really, really, really hoping that it would be here on March 21st, the day I leave to go to GaryCon. But guess what? It's going to ship on March 21st. So I might have to take my janky DIY homemade prototype version number two. But I'm taking a version of the game to GaryCon this year to actually meet the public, to talk to the public. And same thing, we're talking um, with uh, our friends David and Jackson about David's game, uh, Cutthroat Fruit Merchants. It's got art by Skullboy, Sam Amelli. Uh, the Sire looks great. Um, it, that one is, so Kill the Wizard is a dude's on the map. Um, Cutthroat Fruit Merchants is a worker placement economic sim. Um, plus it's got pirates and it's great. It's got great Sam art. Um, so that one has, that one went out with us this week and met people in real life and met 
it, it met non-gamers and non-game designers uh, on our end for the first time. I think the, I think the creators have run it up against non non-designers. I guess you know real humans. The game designers aren't real humans. Let's just be honest. Um, yeah, no, no. Um, we're not real. Um, so Cutthroat Fruit Merchants uh, is in the works. Debbie and I have a board game called Penguin Adventures that is also in the works too. So we're it's so we're not just doing books we're also doing board games i'm working with a couple of different people i'm working with chow clips brandon you uh on a deck of uh, cards for solo play generation and brandon is right now he's working through iterations of what the process is going to be for illustrating and writing these and like he's learning i don't know if you all follow brandon's oh, yeah. art stuff and plus but his process is just amazing and he documents everything and he's really 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 into solo rpgs and so that's what this is for we've got a deck of cards uh a deck coming up for mothership and some other stuff you know in the future third-party stuff um yeah we're just kind of doing a lot of different things we're staying away from the dice side of things for now um just because like i love dice and they're cool but i've just feel like it's another whole realm, you know? But yeah. I think with, I mean, there will be, oh yeah, there will be dice in the board game, obviously, because you need dice in the board game. But guess what? They're going to be D6s. Mm -hmm. Makes so, sense. Um, straightforward. Um, and they probably won't, they're just going to be D6s, I think. Um, they won't have any little special stuff on them. So, um, but it, overall, just super straightforward we're working towards games we're working towards cards so diversifying a little bit we'll always keep making books because i feel like i know a lot about making books and i'm still learning new stuff about making books and working with different printers and stuff like that but i feel like we've got a pretty reasonable handle on the process that one takes to get there um so yeah learning how to do board games and then you know uh i'm also gleaning a little bit about apps and stuff like this and you know digital digital accoutrement and all that stuff. So I don't know. I guess that helps keep it interesting. I don't even know why we're talking about this. ADHD. This PI is talking about it. Yeah. And we got into board games. Um and yeah, we got there. So so why I mean obviously like you are a board game enthusiast. You're obviously making your own board game, but outside of of your own board game is that going to be like a division within SPI? Do you guys want to be like indie, you know, game like books and games and adventures and board games and cards and, and bobs? I think it's whatever is relevant and whatever makes the most sense per project. So will we always want to keep a board game or two cooking somewhere in there? Yes. But right now we're sticking with Kill the Wizard, Penguin Adventures, and Cutthroat Fruit Merchants. That's our focus as far as board games go. If one of those gets to completion and fruition, that does not necessarily mean that we want the next one in that line. We might, but it's that's the same thing with all with all of the RPG books. Like, you know, we I get a lot of folks like. I've just I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of people over the years and I get when I get a chance to actually work with someone on a project and and all the way through like 
it's it's not like will's different forbidden psalm like that's a line that's kind of we've been building that together for a bit uh he's luckily had me on you know thankfully had me on but as far as most of the rest of it goes like it's kind of on a per project basis it's it's not like I constantly have to have something in in the shoot for this system or that system or whatever. It's kind of whatever my flighty ass brain says, this might be really cool and we should totally do this. You know, it's like right now we've got at the meet. Oh yeah. We got other previews of stuff that's coming up in the next couple of months. We've got at the mutants of madness, which is an MCC third party um, coming up. They got the okay from uh, Joseph Goodman the other day. So, talking to Stella this afternoon and that one's going to go to print pretty soon. We've got resonant, uh, by Amanda P, uh, featuring art by Tony Tran designed by Dice sugars, editing by myself and a slew of other people. Um, that's for mothership. That's the third party. That one's going to be going to print, um, very shortly too. We've got Charlotte's daily Daisy chainsaw coming up, which is for us. It's a system. Uh, and we haven't really done a lot of systems yet, uh, aside from forbidden film, so uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. The, the common take is systems always sell better than modules because you know people want to buy the system because they want to buy the thing. And then if you have the module with the system, then you're more likely to sell the module as well. And we've kind of purposefully since day one been like, no, we're just doing those except for again, like you know, the skirmish system of Forbidden Psalm. So we're 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 trying that out. Um, we've got another one, uh, partnership with Neon Rock coming up for Opai Sluggers. Um, it's it's weird. Two two magical girls based games uh in the short span in this early year, uh, or in this early part of this year. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's just it's i don't even know sorry train of thought um it it won't necessarily be like we have to do any particular thing for any system or that we have to have a system plugging in that's the that i think that's the one part of me that will always remain unbusinesslike um i i'm not looking at projects as oh, cool, we're going to make this money off this and that blah, 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 blah. You know, like I'm looking at it because I'm actively interested in playing and and running the system. You know, when Yohai came to us with Karen, I was just like, hell yeah, because I love Karen because, I mean, I've been playing Into the Odds since like back in the day, like the, the, the OG soft cover print from Lost Pages that Chris put out first. Still one of my prized possessions, and you will not get that from me. You know what I'm saying? Plus, it's got all kinds of my own pencil marks and stuff like that. The Iron Coral, like, is I've run that thing so many times. And so to get to work with, like, Yohai on Cairn, and then we're handling fulfillment for Rune Cairn Ward Saga, you know, previously when I was at EF, helped get that printed and published and stuff like right. that with Colin and stuff. So it's it's less about it's it's less about like oh we've got to do this because we've got to do this oh look at that like is that one of the ogs uh i think it's a pod yeah dun, dun, dun. mine might be a pod too but mine looks a little less glossy but i, I love that book i think it's great so getting to work you know with these folks like it's it's just it's fun and getting to do 
getting to do individual products, projects here and there and stuff like that. Like, sure, at the end of the day, I'd, I want to be, you know, Texas oil baron, feet up on the desk, buy, sell, trade. Like, who doesn't want to do that and stuff? <laughs> but I, I don't know if I'll, I'll ever get to that. Like, we're not, I, we're not going to grow for growth's sake, you know, like we're, we're, we're 100%. Yeah. We want to make money doing this because it's, you, you have to, to survive. Like I just, right. that that's what we're doing, but the money isn't the end all be all at the, at the end of the day. It's did we cool? Did we still, did we make cool weird shit at the, you know, is this, do I feel good about having it on the shelf? So yeah, I mean, a couple things with that, and then I wanted to, I had another question about board games, but like being able to have the connections, expertise, talent, and 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 movement in a company to be able to say exactly that, like, I'm not making this thing just to make money, I'm making this thing because it's fucking cool, and the fact that I can make money from it is great, but that also means that I can just make more fucking cool shit, is for a creative, I can only imagine like the the... Hopefully the goal, because if you're just making money for money's sake, then I don't feel like this is the space to be in um, if you're not Watsy. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's 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 nice. I mean, obviously, we know you and it's nice to know that that's the direction SPI is going in that like you can always just expect cool shit because it's cool shit, not just because this is the next one that might make a bunch of money. Um a question about board games though so like mm -hmm. you're talking about developing and putting out board games do you imagine spi ever being like a like carrying established board games already like having that branch of the website or is it mostly going to be like the things that aren't necessarily zines and books that are like cards or, or board games or not are those primarily going to be things that are developed within spi or carried like cards for things that have been developed for like mothership which obviously you have a relationship with is it primarily going to be that or are you going to carry like you know a bunch of like the 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 Thursday, Thursday night game stuff or Tuesday night game stuff um on on there as well. I'm repping the shirt. This is one of my one of my three mothership <laughs> shirts. This is a staff. This is Tuesday night game staff shirt. It's that Sean gave us at one of the gen cons. It's got Dave on the back. Uh, Dave, Dave is the astronaut. Dave. I know his yeah. name's not Dave, but it's Dave. It's Whatever. Dave. It's it definitely um, Dave. Sean, Sean hates Dave. that shit. Sean hates that shit. Like much like I hate <laughs> like I hate the non acronym that Gearing created for mothership. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Um, will we uh, carry other board games and stuff like that? Probably not. Um, just kind of like most of the, the stuff that, all of the stuff that we've put out that you can get on our store, like I've had a direct hand in the creation of whether it was coaching through the Kickstarter or developmental editing or some sort of, you know, just early feedback process and stuff like that. Like, I'm, it's stuff that I'm avidly interested in and, and, and working in, you know, like I, I, I'm not just putting stuff out just because I want to, you know, put stuff out. So will we carry other RPGs or board games and card games, stuff like that? Um, only if I'm, you know, if I put my, my grubby fingers in that, if the creator is cool with me being like, cool, but have you thought about this? And it's not me being just like some sort of tastemaker or elitist or something and saying that, oh, it's only good if I've got my hands on it. It's just what I, it's just what I want to do to set us apart from 
other publishers and other shops and stuff like that. You know, like we're not trying to be like all to everything. Um, that's why our growth is going to be slower. Like it's going to be more tedious because I don't know. I just, I, I'm not in a rush, you know, I think previously in life uh, at other jobs and stuff like that, I've just always been in a rush, a rush, a rush, a rush, a rush. And these days, like half the day, sure. You know, I feel like, blah, 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 I get all this done. But then, you know, by the afternoon, I'm just like, oh, okay. I've done, got a, a lot of stuff done. Cool. I can get in here now and I can start working on stuff and having a little bit more relaxed time doing it. And so that my really super true love is board games. Like I don't, I, I don't, don't know why. I think it's because I played board games before I started playing like RPGs and stuff. So I'll always, I'll always go back to that. So yeah, eventually probably I'll have the sequel to kill the wizard. So yeah. might have well, more you know, robots. In that, that really helps make the difference between, cause there's a, a stark contrast, not saying that one is better or worse than the other, but there's a big difference between shops and like presses and publishers, you know, and, and I, you know, when you look at things like obviously the direction SPI is going, but if you look at some like games omnivorous and stuff like that, there's a personality, there's a, a consistency to a type of creativity that really draws people. And I think it's really important with presses and publishers and stuff like that, like especially in the indie scene, like to to have that kind of sense of personality. A lot of the indie, a lot of teach RPGs, especially in, in this area, uh, are somewhat cults of personality a little bit, or at least people sure. like latch on. Um, and if you're going to be a press or a publisher, clearly, you know, if your fingers are in everything, people have a level of consistency that they can expect from it. They know what a Jared Crater book feels like or what a Jared Crater board game looks like or what SPI and like the, you know, stable of creatives that you've built up around. Um, so it, it's super important. I, I you know, I that's the answer that I really loved that I, I wanted to hear. Like, yes, we're only going to put out stuff that, that we do because we like the stuff that you put out. Like if I can always just go to yeah. a shop, you know, or, you know, places that used to be presses publishers that are becoming shops um, to, uh, to buy the things that, that I want. But, you know, if I want something from space penguin, it's nice to know that I'm, I'm getting something from space penguin. Yeah. The crafty side is still always going to be our thing. Like all, all of our, every single package that goes out has like a stamp. Like Debbie has these little, essentially print block stamps that like the seas of sand there's the worm that goes on the seas of sand the forbidden psalm skull goes on the forbidden psalm one there'll be one on the cairn boxes and stuff so all of the boxes that come out of here there will always be that human touch that personal aspect to it and that's really what we're trying to do just trying to keep it, it i don't know like there's something to be said for it to be like much larger and things like that but I feel like I spent a lot of my life working for other people and other people's things and other people's dreams, I guess, like, you know, in, in previous lives or just in lives working with in this business. And um, I'm now at the point where I don't have to, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to go out and find these like, like big name IPs and things like that to do with a game around. Like I'd rather just do my own game, you know, will I make a lot less money? 
hell yeah, I will. But also <laughs> it will be mine at the end of the day. I, I can say that, you know, or I'll have the sense of ownership that goes with it at the end of the day. Like you said, uh, you know, like if you're Wansi or if you want to really make money at this, like you can churn out stuff for the next larger for the big large systems like awesome you know cool and we do stuff for systems that have you know licenses open and close and stuff like that and like we love to support the other things but i think the thing is is that we love to support like systems that i that i either i have specifically have hand in or just you know when it comes to dcc mcc like i just love dcc like i think in dcc all the time every day um and that brings me to one tiny little one. Um, we also do things too, where we're, we have a module coming up later on, probably first half this year called Cobra Express. Uh, and uh, it's written by Sam Kemp, uh, art by Jacory Holder, designed by uh, Christian Kessler. I'm doing editing and stuff like that. And uh, Sam, so Sam is like a pro DM, like run, like runs like 5e games and things like that, you know, public play for events and stuff. And we're working with him and we're translating that into as well. So it's going to be a D and D book, but in the column next to it, it's going to have the DCC stats. So it's going to be useful for both events. So if you look, like, if you look at like the stuff that like Goodman games does, where they have like the DCC line and the five E line, and they're starting to get those where they have both versions of it. So we're, right. we're going to, we're attempting, this is our, this is an attempt. We're seeing how it goes, putting this together in one book, you know, and Sam's got like three more planned out. Um, and guess what? The first one is a train heist, boom, railroads. I love them. I don't care what anybody says. I love my, I love me a good railroad funnel. So it's kind of a, a, a hybrid of, you know, 5e, but with some funnelish aspects and then, and then DCC just to, just to see what happens because I want to see if there's a, is, is a, it, it, I really feel like there's, I, I feel like there's a market, like the, yeah, there's, there's a way to, way to get folks who are, perhaps familiar with one system who want to be familiar with the other one. And it could go both ways. There are folks who play DCC and run DCC probably most religiously who might be in a geographical area. They might relocate and they move and they just can't get anybody to play anything 5e related. So here's this module that's in DCC. That's something they know, and then they can quickly learn 5e and then boom and then that there might be enough aspect you know because each system has its own little tweaks that make it if if it's written in that way that that make it you know i'm thinking looking at you like fortitude saves you know that can really be like great great just the saves in dcc are great equalizers as far as like it it, it makes that's what makes part of it what makes that system really great in and of itself Mm. That it doesn't just, you know, it separates it from being just another D and D alike. Um, so yeah, so we're doing that one. So that's kind of neat. So can we expect all of the regular Watsy 5e books on Space Penguin in the future as well? <laughs> You're so evil. Um <laughs> Hey, it's Creative Commons basically now, right? We can do whatever we want with it. Um, I, you know, I think there is there is an interesting market for uh, for for bridge products. Um, uh, Kristen said that in the chat, but it's true. There's there's some interesting games that have come out that 
I feel are nice bridges. And, and I said this recently, and we're going to tangent into a direction that we probably don't need to, but whatever. Tangent, we got tangent. Um, uh, listen, I'm over my hatred of 5e. It is behind me. I just, here's the thing. If people, if people like that style of play, I, and they enjoy it, please, all the power to you. I just want people to, if they like this out of play and they know that there are others and still go back to that, go for it. My issue is just like people that think that that is the only one or have no interest for in sure. getting another one. And my, so of course we all randomly think, so my shower thoughts have been like, when we were in college, we all knew more than one drinking game. When we were kids or even now, we all know 50 different board sure. games. We all know how to play Sorry. We all know how to play Monopoly. So anyone that says um, that they don't have time to learn another game or don't want it, it's just like that's a, to me feels incredibly disingenuous because I can only imagine that there's nothing in their life that they're like, well, I learned one. I'm never going to learn another one. <laughs> um, so, Fair. you know, if, if people like the storyteller style of, of game, as long as they have at least experienced other ones and go, nope, I like that. I'm all for it. Um, but for those people that are branching out, I think something that is a, a bridge would be absolutely fantastic. I, I, you know, we even say it on the show. We don't cover five U products um, here on on our show, but we're happy to cover stuff that's written like for two things. Like a, a lot of people do OSE in five E, um, you know, clearly because it's older edition, newer edition. So doing something that's like DCC because I love OSE. OSE is great. Um, eventually, we'll talk about DCC on the show. I think that'd be a great product to to have to be able to take something that people know and shift it into something that's a little bit more. Um, better um i don't know how to say it <laughs> subjectively, um, subjectively subjectively yeah sub, subjectively sub, sub, subjectively, subjectively yeah yeah let's <laughs> let's throw some qualifiers on there but that sounds great and well the other thing too is like i really Ugh. don't you don't see a lot of dcc 5e crossover stuff i think most of what we see is um osc and 5e not that aren't mm. goodman games products i mean like because i know mm. goodman games obviously does a lot of the D and dcc crossover stuff but a lot of the third party stuff um that i see that's both is has been osc and 5e so it'd be really interesting to see dcc kind of jump off into a, a, a bigger oh. direction or a different direction speaking of osc i remember there's another one was over here on the side desk um the Ghost of Zoazana Mountain, which might get renamed to Ghost of Zoazana by uh, by Thomas Fakonin. He did Elder Oak, uh, okay, which yeah. I helped get yeah. done up at uh, at EF when I was there. Um, he reached out to me. I will tell you this: like, uh, look at that, look at that, like, look at all the beauty. Like, this is just a test print of of what he's done thus far. But he's been. He's been behind the scenes just working his ass off. So this is all statted up for OSE. Um nice. and uh proofs. There you go. Um anyway, um super excited to to oh, did I freeze? Oh, just frozen. I think so. Yeah. I'm frozen. That's uh not uncommon with Zoom and my camera these days. Um can you still hear me though? Yeah, just yeah, paint us a word picture. Just describe. Okay, so, yeah. so anyway, Ghost of Zoazana Mountain. Um, it's a, it's a, it's Zoazana is alive. Spirit creatures flow and hiss through her caverns like blood through veins. So it's a cavern crawl. It's a, it's a mountain crawl. Um, hmm. Plus, there's like part of the city and all kinds of other 
brilliant and beautiful stuff. Anyway, it's a very densely packed book. And this is going to be one. Um, uh, this is there's also there will be other ones. There is a Luke Gearing volume called War and Sepultured, featuring art by Mez Tunes, uh, designed by Eric Hill that is in the works right now i'm actually jumping here in a little bit to talk to steve about the art for that um i'm working with uh liminal horror guys working with goblin archives and josh demansky for um uh the parthenogenesis of hungry hollow uh i have mm. to it's our work chat for that is everybody's got a hungry hollow because i'm a big springsteen fan yeah i'm unrepentant i don't care um so those three books are going to be uh, attempts uh, that we do with the crowdfunding by Backerkit platform. Um, because I'm watching a bunch of folks crowdfund stuff on the crowdfunding by Backerkit. And I want to see how it works. And I want to see, you know, I think it's closer to the idealized pre-order store situation that Kickstarter is supposedly not supposed to be. A system is what it does. You know what I mean? That is. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I did. Uh, I just backed uh heretics guide to the, to dying lands um, on backer kit directly. And I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like at least from the customer facing side, like a very smooth integration into like there are like how I already use backer kit for all of the other Kickstarter projects that I have. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what I think. Um, I was just uh, talking with Kayla Dice a couple episodes ago too, because they put Ritual Magic for Besties on Crowdfunder. Mm. Um, it's interesting the the variations between. I think those are the kind of the three biggest ones right now: Kickstarter and um, and yeah, so. Crowdfunder and Baker and Backer Kit. Um, mm. But uh, it's interesting hearing the three. Well, because I mean, we know that GameFound is is basically a, it's really more for board games. We've heard right. from so many different people, so I'm not really counting that one. But between those three, it's really interesting how their variations are different. Because Crowdfunder funds very differently. Like you don't pay the crowd like them at all. All the money goes directly to the creator right away and stuff. Um, a backer kit feels like the one that's really has the potential to really blow up, especially because so many Kickstarters go to backer kit for their like pledge manager anyway i think a lot of it's really just going to come down to the time it takes to build a base of people that browse backer kit as much as the base for kickstarter has been around for what like 10 plus years you know right so but i'm hoping obviously we all know that kickstarter um is the is best not, so good all the time yeah. <laughs> it's the best because it's the biggest not because it's the best and i'm really hoping that that kind of shifts and also you know if if itch can kind of get their shit together and become a little bit better um suited for stuff too but uh but it, it's cure i'm curious and uh the more people that move over to something like backer kit especially with names that you know like space penguin people will follow wherever uh, my assumption is i mean i will um, obviously, but yeah. uh, I'm hoping that the more people are willing to experiment, um, the more those other sites will get better, which may in turn make Kickstarter get better because, you know, is it that what capitalism is supposed to be is is options? And, yeah, and I mean, whatnot? hopefully, hopefully the options, you know, the, the, the exhibition of options makes folks want to work, you know, more to improve the infrastructure of the existing things i mean i know that's 
that's what we're trying to do with uh, with what we can control and what we can handle on the back end as far as like sharing information about hey you know you too can run your own web commerce store and not have to worry about having boxes of fulfillment stuff in your house let us have those boxes of fulfillment stuff here in our space you know and things like that and just like the i don't know just the the more the more that we can make the cooler um Seeing as how my camera is being really finicky, this might be a good time to wrap. Yeah, that works for us. <laughs> so right. listen, are we going to, should we let people know about us? We? Like the, I'll just say it. Expect, We're all getting married. Uh, yeah, the three of us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, Our three ADHD asses are actually going to be able to get together for any extended period of time and actually make that happen. <laughs> no, um, Space Penguin, this is going to be a regular thing on our show. We're still coming yep. up with a name. I vetoed one, um, yeah. but we'll see if I get over unvetoed on that. But uh, expect Jert for the foreseeable future to be here on the show. So mm -hmm. information about Space Penguin Inc., about stuff coming out. I mm -hmm. think next month, uh, Karen's going to be dropping, so we're going to be talking yeah, a lot so about that. Yeah, so it's going to be in that interim. I think that we'll, we'll need to schedule it ahead now because it'll be in the interim uh, where Yohai is going to be at Breakout Con and doing promo there. And then it'll be during that week when he's gone. And then before um, I before I head out to Gary Con, because then I'm going to be at Gary Con, you know, talking up a bunch of people there. And then it's going to go live. It, it's tentatively we're going live that last week of March um, as soon as is. You know, we're we're working on we're working on quotes right now, and I'm working on weights, and everything is just so intertwined. Like as soon as I get quotes and I get paper, and I know how much the paper is gonna weigh, and each book is gonna weigh, then I can be like, cool. And this is then I can share that information with fulfillment service providers overseas and stuff like that, and I can start scoping out our numbers so that we can get those numbers locked in, so that yes, we'll still have it'll still say on the Kickstarter page estimated you know, shipping amounts and estimated shipping times, but we want to try to get that as close to reality as possible. So, um, yeah, looking forward to catching up with you guys next month and discussing, hopefully we'll have a few new things, uh, that will come out by then. Um, we should, and then, you know, Caesar sand will be in and out the door. Some more of our fulfillment partners will be stuff will be in and out the door and I'll have more pretties to look at. Cool. Well, there I'm super go. excited for Cat Chat too. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what we call this. But again, for for the, for the foreseeable future, expect a jerk to be here on the show at least once a month, maybe with some occasional guests as well. Um, and that way, not only will you be plugged into what Space Penguin is doing, but with all of the everything else considering that you know the number of people that they're working with for fulfillments and stuff like that you'll get a lot more news than just what's going on with space penguin with a lot of what's happening in the indie scene so jerk thank you so much for being here everyone out there thank you so much for watching and expect more news me, as always month. cool right. bye bye, bye.